probably not. I think if the episode is out, I no longer require that old yeah. audio. You think I'm safe yeah. to delete the? I'm pretty sure I can, I can uh, surpass my or bypass my like digital hoarding instincts and get rid of those uh, like raw audio tracks from just my audio. I yeah. Do you hold on to like the the raw audio from the, or do you get rid of it once it's once you've uh, dropped the episode? I have everything on a hard drive, unedited and edited kind yeah. of thing, but mostly because audition you never actually edit the original file, right? Like it's a right kind of virtualization of the file that I'm editing as I put everything in there, yeah. and then it creates like its own little like environment to around those files kind of thing. It never actually like cuts up those files. Yeah, yeah, like the original file. So well, that's good to know. So like you could probably at this point, 277 episodes in, you could probably make me say whatever you wanted to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like if I had the time to feed all your audio back through and like do an AI tracking yeah. of your mouth <laughs> diarying occasionally, I definitely <laughs> could incriminate you with a little bit of effort. I think mouth diarying. Now you're just dirty talking. Well, I'm always here to, you know, get somebody's engine revved. Welcome back to Dance Robot <laughs> Dance, everybody. This is episode 277. I'm Mark. I'm here with Tim. That was disgusting. Let's get to the nerdy <laughs> news for the week. I'm interested to see where you cut that in to the start of the oh. episode. I always like doing like, which one of us could I make sound worse by doing the cut? Like, that's kind of what my goal is every week is to like cut to a point where one of us sounds how really much, gross. How much context can I remove here and how <laughs> yeah, bad yeah. will it make one of us sound? Yep. Uh, I, I do it every week. Every week I do that little cut just to it's it's a little game I play with myself, basically <laughs> as a treat. And like nine times out of, the te- out of ten, it's me making myself sound even fucking worse than I re- already do kind of thing. So whatever. Anyway, I'm living in squalor. There's bottles laying around me and stuff. <laughs> you live in that like gamer life. You got like Mountain Dew bottles and shit like around your feet. Oh, I, I figure we're doing like a let's catch up to see what's going on with the current <laughs> gen. I should like, you know, look the part, act the part kind of thing. I don't have so. my Cheetos. I should have got some Cheetos to. I have no name brand. Cheetos, dust everywhere. <laughs> I've been drinking Mountain Dew. It's great. I'm highly caffeinated and stoned, so there you go. I don't know. Perfect for a gaming episode. I don't know anymore what which way to, to go. Well, uh, but that's why I said let's go to the news. Tim, tell me about this ridiculous Star Wars hotel being sold out for four months in spite oh, of being yeah. like a million dollars. Stupid fucking expensive. Yeah, so this is the Galactic Star Cruiser that I know I've mentioned on the podcast before that's going to be this like two-night experience that's like a full fucking like immersive role-playing thing. And like at some point, like you go in and there's no windows. Like everything that you're looking out of is like a screen that makes it look like you're in space once you arrive there. And there's actually like a little part of one of the days that where you they take you into Black Spire Outpost through like a whole like they make you feel like you're going onto a shuttle down to the planet and then back up. But really, there's putting you on a fucking bus, but like they have the bus like decorated on the inside, like a shuttle to bat the planet Batu and everything. And it's like fucking captain's dinner and all this fucking exorbitant shit. And uh, it would for for a two night stay it's like somewhere between like five and six grand basically i think per person oh no that's not right that's like for 
a couple of people. I don't know. It's ridiculously expensive. And yes, uh, Disney just had like one of their shareholder calls and the CEO, like company-wide Disney CEO, Bob Chapek said that that hotel is fully booked for the first four months after it opens. That being said, I don't think it's going to be fully opening at that point. I think they're only, they're not going to have all of the rooms ready. So it's not like, capacity capacity it's like the capacity that it's opening with so either way that is it just really means that we need to get the guillotines out when that many people can afford this fucking like ridiculous star wars hotel telling me man those rage against the machine records they were telling us the truth back in the day and we just we just thought they were like a good band yeah who knew that the machine was a, a star wars galactic star cruiser that we were supposed to be raging against i mean it's it works for me at this point. You know what I mean? Like, give me something to rage against. I guess like a I'm specific gonna, item. I'm not going to pretend I don't want to fucking go to this thing. I know you want to go, like, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna like yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go at that fucking price point. That's like get people to send you on your honeymoon kind of fucking pricing uh, for that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. That's a once, once in a lifetime kind of thing for sure. If anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll move along from <laughs> star Wars. Apparently transformers, the rise of the beasts or whatever the fuck the movie's called being moved back into the spot where star Trek was going to be premiering next May. It's like May, 2020, 20, Oh my God. June 2022, I think. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, so it's moving from June 2023 to June 2024. Oh, okay. Right. 2023, not 2022. Anyway, I don't know. Great. They haven't cast then, anybody. I just found out. Like they haven't. Oh, and the new Star Wars movie? For Star Trek? Or, the new, for Star Trek? The new, or either of those in the Trek or Star Wars? I don't know what or Star Trek Wars. Or but... fuck Trek or Transformers. Oh, no. Transformers is like shot. It's done. That's a CGI movie. They don't really? Need- they don't need cast for that okay. basically shot as far as i knew they were shooting it like not too long ago because there was mm. i was seeing pictures of like i saw a picture of the new optimus prime truck it looked okay it looked like a 1980s optimus prime cab over whatever truck is that one fully cgi or is that one of those like no no, no. it's, it's just like, all the it's, effects a it's a live ones. action okay yeah, yeah okay from what i understand they've shot all the live action stuff and now it's just like it's in the computers it's to the computers now you know because that's basically what a transformers is they shoot 20 minutes of Mark Wahlberg screaming at something <laughs> on a blue screen. And then the rest of us just made the computer. I assume. I don't know. I That's just what I heard. But either way, it's yeah. So the Transformers movie that was supposed to come out like early next year or late next year. Mid next year. Yeah. The mid the next year. Yeah. yeah. And then the Star Trek movie that was supposed to come out then has been pushed back to. Is it Christmas? No, it's a, it's oh, a it's Christmas, Christmas. Christmas. Christmas 2023 release now. Assuming. December 22nd. I mean, Assuming they get the cast back, which they have not done yet. Like, that's what I was talking about in terms of, like, they haven't obtained that cast again, for as far as I understand. Yeah. So, interesting. Did you watch any of these teasers for Stranger Things? Do you have any interest in Stranger Things anymore? I, I, I still don't. watch season four. I watched, like, the first trailer, like, first big trailer that they dropped for season four, but I haven't watched anything else since then. Same with, uh, oh, no, I guess I did watch the second trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. But, yeah, Stranger Things season four, I've only watched that, like, first trailer. Okay, I just watched the trailer that that came out today or yesterday. It was on the thing, the news today, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, is this new?" Sure, look, it's eleven. Everybody looks really old all of a sudden. I know, like Finn Rolfhard, we've seen in a bunch of movies, looking like he's seventeen or eighteen or twenty-eight. Yeah, he's been touring point. a lot with his band now too. Like he uh, played 
at uh, Shaky Knees in Atlanta, which is like one of the big Atlanta music festivals a couple weeks ago. And uh, Rebecca, who is on our episode where we talk to people from the one ring.net, she sat next to him on the way to LA. Oh, on the plane. She was on her way there to see the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, like Danny Elfman. Yeah, they're doing the, the Danny Elfman yeah. kind of thing. And she's been wanting, she loves that fucking movie. She's been wanting to go to that for years. And so she finally yeah, they do that every year. See that. Yeah, yeah. But she's never had a chance to go out there in California. And then she like uh, went to went to Disneyland and shit too. Well, then she got to sit on a plane next to Finn Wolfhard. That yep. must have been on the way exciting. There. Which was after, on his way back to LA after playing at uh, Shaky Knees. Did they ask him for Ghostbusters spoilers? No, she she just gave him a space. I don't think she I don't think she even like took a picture with him or anything. Just posted afterwards. Somebody would have to point him out to me, probably in real <laughs> life, and I'd be like, especially oh. like on a plane in a mask, probably wearing a hat and something too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I know. I get like on a plane, like out in public now. Like I wear Ray Bans and mask in my hood. Like I look like the Unabomber with a mask on. I'm so, like. <laughs> It's not good. Anyway, so yeah, I guess Stranger Things season four is coming out sometime in 2022, late 2022, probably. Yeah. You, is that? I don't know if they gave us if we have an actual release date for it yet. I'm not concerned. It is. Yeah, I think it's just just 2022. And then yeah. other things that I don't have a date for, but I'm vaguely excited for. Did you ever watch Luther with Idris Elba? It was like a BBC. No, I, I know show. it, and I I heard heard good things about it, but I never watched it myself. Well, they're making a movie. And I'm not sure exactly where it's going. It says BBC, but like they're making it. Oh, Netflix is producing a film in association with the BBC. Okay, good. So are we going to Netflix about the Luther character? Uh, so I kind of like just doing a new, like probably a new episode of it, basically, because those are always very like kind of filmic episodes that they did. That sure reminded me of Sherlock. Like if Sherlock wasn't mm. up its own butt, the way Sherlock was up its own butt <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, Luther was a little bit more like down and dirty. But I don't know. I liked it. I'm excited for this. I'll watch basically anything Idris Elba's in. Although I hear that uh, that Western movie that's on Netflix is Oof. not great. Yeah, I can't, so, can't imagine. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. It looked like fun in the trailers, but uh, the reviews came in and were like, no, not good. I was like, well, <laughs> that's too bad. I was excited for that one. Henry Cavill would like to be Captain Britain. This is not even news. This is just like I saw that nonsense. <laughs> I'd watch that shit. <laughs> I'd watch it, sure. I'd just rather he be in more like Mission Impossible movies. Go do something else. Or more fucking if they don't want to make you Superman movies. Just Superman. If they don't want to make him Superman anymore, like if Warner Brothers has lost its fucking mind to the point where they're like, no, we have the perfect Superman and we're just not gonna use him because we don't know how to write a script. Well then <laughs> I'm all for him playing Captain Britain in the MCU, honestly, at that point. Just go for it. Hell, play like I don't know. I was trying to think of another Superman analog. You could just have him play, like play Sentry, or I mean, when yeah. they're g- given like Squad the, Supreme, g- the dregs of the Marvel stable that they are dredging right now for fucking movies, then why not do a fucking Captain Britain movie? Which is baffling when they still like they're they're still like we have X Men and Fantastic Four waiting for us, and Daredevil and, like, <laughs> and Daredevil and all, all that. Did you hear? There's rumors again, like big rumors again. I saw a screenshot that almost looked legitimate, and I was like, "Oh, my heart's all a flutter." But I won't <laughs> I'm not believe get, it till I get my hopes up. No, I won't believe it till I see Charlie Cox on that fucking screen. Yeah. So that was the only stuff I had for news this week, aside from Forza Horizon Five finally fucking coming out <laughs> and being a big hit for Microsoft. But that kind of is my geek of the week, and also ties into our meat of the episode. So that was the end of the news for 
me unless you had something else you wanted to bring up aside from uh, youtube taking the dislike counter away which is <laughs> apparently a big fucking deal on social media today yeah, uh, i don't care uh the only th- the i did want to make a mention that dean stockwell who was oh, right god who, damn it yeah who uh it did play a big role in a couple of different you know sci-fi franchises he played was it charlie or the the basically the companion in quantum leap and then played one of the lead Cylon, like Cylons in the Battlestar Galactica reboot. He passed away at the age of 85 over this uh, just recently last uh, couple of days or so. Yeah, it was um, like last week. So that's sad. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. A lot, very prof- or a very prolific voice actor also. He was in yeah. some of the DC stuff later. He's in some David Lynch stuff. He was in Blue Velvet. And he was in Blue Velvet also. He, play- yeah, he was true. in the 80s dune with the that david lynch did as well he played dr ua in, yeah. in dune i don't say whitewash that fucking character i guess in that <laughs> 1984 version because sure why not <laughs> i'm pretty clear it's supposed to be a fucking asian dude and he was in one episode of star trek enterprise yeah across from his co-star at that point right because yeah, scott, scott back the captain of uh that enterprise yeah. so it's a long long and storied career rest in peace yeah. dean stockwell Man, I still. What what was his character's name on uh, Quantum Leap? I can't remember. It's gonna, yeah, I can't. I, I should I should remember, but I fucking can't. My mom used to watch this shit at a Quantum Leap. Al, it was Al, Al right? Yeah, it, that was a. Uh, I thought that was short for something. Admiral it's, uh, Al Admiral Calavici. Al Calavici. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Ninety-seven episodes they did of that. That's pretty good. That's not oh, a yeah, like, like four four seasons, I think. Yeah, I've seen every episode of that show at one point. Oh, yeah, that thing was on syndication for years when we were kids, right? Such an easy show to like reboot if they ever wanted to just like bring it back to. Like, why? Like, yeah. It'd be so easy to just like do it again because, like, yeah. why not? Like, how easy would that be to do? It's a good show. Uh, show. <laughs> Sad. Following up on what we talked about last weekend, the writers of Eternals want to do a show of Eternals, which is <laughs> what we fucking said they should have done in the first place. They also wanted. To, I saw a lot of um, them wanting to hew closer to the the Titans and play up the Thanos side of things, which I'm like, yeah, of course you want to play up the most recent popular character that Marvel has created. <laughs> yes, yeah, that makes sense. Even though he's dead like 500 fucking times at this point, he's been snapped out of existence and cut well, in half. And they've got arrows, and I mean, it wouldn't necessarily have to be a a sequel series no. either, right? Like they could go back and show shit that the Eternals, you know, all, all the shit that the Eternals they just show like the entire show would be the Eternals just like watching terrible shit happen in the MCU and being like, Oh no, what do we do? Should we help? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear more of our thoughts on the Eternals, you listen to last week's episode <laughs> where we uh, reviewed it glowingly. Yeah. Then Patty Jenkins, star Wars movie, star Wars rogue squad. Oh, yes. Yeah. That, that also got delayed from, into probably 2024 or later it was supposed to be 2023 basically patty jenkins just said yeah i can't make that work so like she's got other shit going on so uh, it is off the schedule from right now but it's not like not canceled or whatever it's just that they don't have they don't know when they're going to be able to do it right now so we'll see cool and have it like i want to see that movie but like yeah whenever they get there then we can get there, I guess, yeah. basically, is how I feel about it. So, anyway, I guess that's it. We can move on to Geek of the Week. 
Geek of the Week. This is the segment of our show where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we've done this week. We'll start with Tim. What was my Geek of the Week? My Geek of the Week was, oh, I started watching the new Chucky series, which is on USA in the States. Uh, it's just a few episodes in, or it's like five episodes in. I've only watched the first three so far, but it's pretty, been pretty fun so far. It's the premise of it for anybody that hasn't seen like the trailers or whatever, is that like a gay high school kid buys Chucky at a yard sale and Chucky starts like kind of like he tends to do. He like latches onto the kid and starts like, quote unquote, protecting him and like taking revenge on the people that like abuse and bully him and stuff like that. So there is definitely it's definitely geared to like a teenage young adulty kind of audience because there's totally some Zoomer shit in here that feels pretty fucking cringy to me uh, because, you know, it is like depicting high school like modern high school kids but for the most part it's it's just fun to have chucky voiced by by brad dourif just you know fucking massacring people again i always like that little fucking asshole i haven't seen a chucky thing i did see that uh jennifer tilly was in this like this she has a cameo on like one of the more recent episodes or something like that and she's gonna show up yeah also filmed uh mostly in toronto as well yeah yeah. So yeah, I definitely am recognizing some some locations and stuff. I think I want to say it was partially filmed in our neighborhood, but I haven't been able to verify that yet. I will say so far it has been better than some of the Child's Play movies at the very least, though that's not well, necessarily I mean, saying much. Even the first Child's Play movies were like the first one itself, like the one that like whatever is pretty fucking bad, like low. Oh, it's lock, but. Yeah, like Brad Dourif fucking so. carries that shit. So, so and well, Brad, Brad Dourif in the puppetry, basically. Brad Dourif does a lot of fucking things for a lot of movies. To be yeah. fair. So, like, <laughs> it also has some interesting flashbacks to uh, Charles Lee Ray's like childhood. Charles Lee Ray is the murderer whose spirit is inside the good guy doll. So that's interesting that they're kind of going back and plunging those depths a little bit. And uh, there's a lot of the a lot of the shots of Chucky do seem to be like either practical, like practical effects and puppets and stuff like that, rather than CGI, which I tend to prefer for that character. At least I think it works better if you're trying to make it like feel like it's an actual doll come to life rather than like, oh, it's CGI and I can do whatever I want with it kind of thing. Yeah, I like the puppety ones. Chucky's one of those weird characters where like it's it's always been schlock like camp to me. So like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, 100%. I'd never take any of it seriously. And especially like once they started like, I mean, Jennifer Tilly was in like a couple movies back yeah. to back to back. And I like I like Jennifer Tilly, but she is a Bride of Chucky B movie seed of Chucky. Yeah, she's a B movie queen. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh they're of questionable quality. I've seen they always pop up on Netflix. So there's always like a new Chucky thing happening like every couple of years there was a reboot new. a couple of yeah years there was like a, now that a movie was, like in 2019 yeah they were trying to do like the whole like dark gritty reboot kind of thing and it didn't really work fair fair all right well uh my geeky week this week i've been just playing a lot of games and specifically like one that came out this week was the new forza which i've spent a, a weird amount of time with i like driving games like once every four years i seem to sit down with a driving game and just like demolish it like i'm just really good at that one driving game i think forza 5 is going to be that one for some reason i've just been enjoying driving around digitally like way too fast and crashing my car into stuff there was another game actually i found if you're looking for something symphony of the night-esque uh paul and i were talking about it it's so weird do you remember record of lotus war it's an anime from like back in the day no i don't i've never i haven't heard any of it 
or heard anything of it since like the 90s when Paul was first getting into like watching those movies. But there was a game that came out and it's called Wonder Labyrinth or Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. And what it basically is, is Record of Lotus Wars version of Symphony of the Night. So I grabbed it on Steam for like 15 bucks. And it's like the best Symphony of the Night semi-sequel that I've ever played. I have no idea what any of this lore is that's going on, though, because <laughs> it's all apparently super deep, steeped record of, records of, what is this? Record of Lotus Wars? Record of Lotus War lore that I'm supposed to know from some like ancient 80s anime slash manga that I had never read or whatever. Even Paul was like, yeah, it's a little deep cuts even for me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but the game literally even feels like Symphony of the Night when you start playing it. So I'm like, I, I'm like, I must be I'm assuming I'm almost done, but there's probably some like catch as the, where I got to like do the castle upside down or something ridiculous like these games mm. always have. But it's just like it plays like high def Symphony of the Night and I love it, even though I have no fucking clue what any of this lore means. It's, it's, it's all it's like 2D, 2D platformer kind of style. Too. Yeah, it, it's basically like it's like it literally it's even pixel art like it's even 2D pixel mm. art like Symphony of the Night. So like it even looks like an old like 32 bit kind of pixel art game. It's great, like it's beautifully detailed and stuff. Like the art's great. The, it's got the same kind of like flowy animation. Even the run cycle is almost the same as Alucard's in Symphony of the Night. Like it plays that, like it's mm-hmm. that much of a homage to this. It's just that it's like it, it has all this lore to it that I have no fucking clue about. <laughs> but like I fought a dragon the other night that took up like three screens, and I was like, this is fucking dope. Like big pixel <laughs> art dragon that took up like yeah, three yeah, screens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking cool. So yeah, uh, Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth, Record of Lotus Wars on Steam. It was on sale for like 18 bucks or something like that, or 15 bucks this week. I grabbed it cheap, and I've just been having a lot of fun with it. Also, if you're on Game Pass, Forza Horizon 5 is free, or like it comes with Game Pass, right? Because it's a Microsoft first-party game. And it is just the most fun I've had driving <laughs> in like a million years. So. Yeah, the only racing games I ever really got into, like I did play some of the Need for Speed games back in the day. Yeah, it was mostly back when I was working at Future Shop, and the main reason was because we had a demo of it up, like with uh, one of the like Logitech racing wheels. So yeah. when I was working at Future Shop and it was like slow, I would just fucking go play that, right. and inevitably, yeah. eventually, one of the managers would come and be like, "Go fucking do something else." Like, fuck off, there's nobody here, no customers, just let me play. <laughs> I always like toy with the idea of like racing wheels and like I still have one. I still have the G25 one yokes and stuff like that for flight simulators and shit. But I can never just like pull the trigger. I'm like, I'm never going to use this that much because by the time you take it all out and set it up and get it calibrated for whatever fucking X game you want to play with it. Yeah. Like what a pain in the ass. <laughs> and I may as well just fucking hook up a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller, which is like always I, there's always an Xbox controller hooked up to this machine. Like there's literally always an Xbox controller hooked up to it. So I just yeah. grab that Xbox controller and use that for everything, basically. So yeah. I don't know. But like every once in a while, like I'm playing Forza right now. And I'm like, I was I was looking at wheels like just idly on my phone. And I'm like, I'm not spending four hundred dollars <laughs> on a fucking wheel and a pair of like because all I want is a wheel and like the uh, the pedals, right? Like you want the pedals yeah, yeah. to feel right. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not spending four hundred or five hundred dollars on this that I'm going to use for like three months and then fucking toss. It's not an arcade stick. Like an arcade stick, I can at least be like, yeah, I play a lot of Street Fighter, so like an arcade stick's worth it for me. Yeah, but fuck, to give that retro feeling, like a wheel? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. So. The only reason that I got it it was because like I had my like Future Shop discount at the time, so I got yeah, it for yeah. like pretty fucking dirt cheap. I think Logitech even had like a promotional thing where you could get their shit at like dirt fucking cheap like mm-hmm. no, it wasn't even through like our normal discount thing just because they wanted the sales guys to have them and play around with them so that they would then like push them to to customers yeah. and shit 
So yeah, the guys at my future shop used to like give me all kinds of shit because I was in there all the time and I worked for the movie theater. They'd be like, "I'll oh, give mm-hmm. us passes and we'll give you shit." Does it? Do you want discounts on Logitech crap? I got tons of mice and keyboards that way yeah. in that future shop back in the day. I never really, I never really thought about buying that peripheral though because I'm sure they probably would have sold me a uh, a wheel for next to nothing because I always seem yeah. to be just trying to get rid of the fucking things. Like it always seemed to be like the thing they're like, "Oh, buy a graphics card here. We'll toss a wheel in with it or whatever." And it's like, <laughs> oh. I don't know if yeah. I want the wheel. I want the graphics card, but not the wheel. Actually, no, I don't even want the graphics card. It's like 1600 level horse shit. <laughs> yeah, but, they never got the super high end shit. No, I don't know. I was always like a 60, like 60 class card or something like that. Like, like a reduxed OC fucking 60 class card or something. <laughs> Sounds about right. Repackaged. Anyway, yeah, so that was, that's it for me this week. Seriously, though, this weird, this game just blew my mind when I found it. I was like, oh, this is the weirdest Castlevania, like, symphony game whatever i have so much trouble getting into something like that just because like lore and 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 you know world and like story are generally so important for me in a a game so it is it is weird because like i don't really care about the world at all but it plays like it feels like symphony so it's enough to just kind of like for me that's enough when the game feels right that to get me through so that kind of works out there we can talk a little bit more about that now anyway because it's meat episode time meat of the episode High polygon 4K meat. Yeah, man. Some like fast, fast SSDs here. <laughs> so it's been a year since the new crop of consoles came out. Uh, literally like today, I think the Xbox Series X Something, launched yeah, really like last year. So it's like we are at that point where like these these decks are a year old. And we, we Tim and I both have PS5 and I have a Series X also. And it's almost a year. It's almost like a year to the week, I think, since we did the episode where like I decided that I was going to get a PS five. <laughs> there is that too. Yeah. So I, 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 I've been meaning to like get back with Tim and like kind of do a little catch up, especially with Tim because like he's coming back to console gaming kind of, I mean, he's had the Nintendo decks, but those barely count, right? Like they don't really count. It's so, like, they're, they're off to the side. They're at tangent. They are. <laughs> and that's very much what they've become at this point, right? Like it's Nintendo's go off just doing the switch or whatever it's doing. Like it's just doing yeah. that thing. And then the other two guys are over here with PC doing like the rest of the game, basically Be- like trying to beat the shit out of each other. Cause they're like, like oh, we can't, we can't beat Nintendo. So let's beat each other. <laughs> and even then they don't even feel like they're really competing anymore. Half the time, yeah. like Microsoft <laughs> is doing like a rental service thing. And Sony's just doing exactly the same thing they've always done. And <laughs> killing it still somehow. killing the game with it <laughs> yeah i mean like those first party exclusive games that they have are just like i mean that's all you, everybody's salivating over every year right like that's all we're all everybody's waiting for is like when's god of war like when's god of war when's yeah. god of war when's horizon when's god of war when are these first party when's spider-man like that's kind of i mean for yeah. you and i it's probably the next big 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 spider-man 2 uh, spider-man 2 so yeah. yeah i just wanted to uh so yeah i figured Let's jump in and see how Tim's doing with his PlayStation after you've had it. We've had it for what? For about six months? Six you got months. Years yeah, about- I got mine at the end of April and I had it installed like within a couple of days. Uh, yeah. I had it all set up and everything within like a couple of days of getting it. So I think I got mine like two or three weeks before you or like, was it? Yeah, I had mine as you were. Max. Wasn't much. I, even, I, I literally think I was setting it up to play it the night or like I was playing through the first couple nights of it. The when and I got, got the stock alert. Yeah, I got the install yeah. alert for you. So yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah. So I haven't had that much longer than you either. But yeah. uh, I mean, you probably spent three, well, probably 10 times as much fucking time on it than I. I have definitely have. I have put a lot of hours into both that. I was actually looking at my like playtime on both consoles and it's pretty significant. I've done uh, a fair 
amount of damage to both decks so far. So I wonder if I can look I'm that pretty... up on the PS app. Probably can. It's not like directly on the PlayStation app. So yeah, like what do you how are you feeling after six months of being back in like mainstream console land? Yeah, you haven't you haven't had one. You never really had one. Like you had a Mega no. Drive back in the day, right? But you never no, like jumped not into even a Mega Drive. Uh, my last non Nintendo right. console yeah. was a Genesis. Yeah, yeah. Genesis is Mega Drive. I'm a, I'm a goof. Yeah. Everything that I've done besides that has been like either you know at somebody else's house kind of thing, yeah. or like at an arcade that kind of thing. Like you know newer arcade games that kind of thing. So yeah, after Jesus, I guess almost twenty years. No, more than twenty twenty five or something like that since i i think i got my genesis like towards the end of grade school so yeah there's almost 25. a quarter century gap in between me owning a non-nintendo console or getting a new non-nintendo console i should say i still own my old sega genesis yeah i i've been enjoying it so far i mean i i knew i wasn't gonna have a massive amount of time to sink into it just because i have you know a good number of other hobbies and stuff already but uh, i did I picked it up pretty easily. I, you know, it set up fucking smooth as silk kind of thing. It was super easy yeah. to go through that initial setup process. They really like locked the PlayStation and the Xbox down in terms of like being a, an easy for living room setup so that like you don't need to call your resident Mark to yeah. get <laughs> kind of booted up and running kind of thing. Yeah, it was super slick. I mean, it reminded me of like setting up like an Android phone or something like that. Yeah. Like, they make everything super easy, like to get get all your shit set up and like get your settings the way that you need to and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I had very little trouble in terms of you know getting it to work with all my other home theater components and shit like that. And then the the console itself, I found easy to navigate, and I mean, I, I picked up the controller and everything pretty easily and and overall i guess like the interface and shit like i think a lot of it was that astro's playroom like introductory game was just it was it was exactly what it was supposed to be it was like an excellent introduction to all the features of the controller and the console and stuff like that it was an interesting meta introduction too to like it kind of gives you a like an overview like of, you yeah, as the, the playstation you as the playstation newbie who's like yeah. never owned one of these before uh kind of a broad overview of what like the history of the brand has been so far. And that's also like what I was what, like the most impressed with in that game was how good it would be at teaching somebody who's never picked up a PlayStation controller ever how to manipulate a PlayStation controller. Cause that's gotta yeah. be like, I don't know how intimidating that is to. It a was, noob. It was one of the like, things that I was most concerned me, about, like going from, yeah. I mean, Nintendo con- uh, controllers have gotten and, like the switch controllers aren't that much less complicated no they're the same body uh, count yeah exactly than a than a uh, playstation you know they've got like the boat you know multiple triggers and shit like that and that kind of thing and yeah so yeah i could swap out my pro controller for a playstation or an xbox controller pretty quickly and like it wouldn't affect too much aside from the only thing that really changes is like the proprietary buttons like what where's your xbox slash playstation slash home button on the switch thing kind of thing right it's different on all of them uh, the Nintendo one's always the one that I hit accidentally the most for some reason. Although the PlayStation <laughs> one has its moments too, but either yeah. way, yeah, no, like I, I thought that was I thought that was good because it got you into like just I was I, that's because I had a big curiosity about how that was going to work for you because like you never used yeah. one of these controllers full time. Like, is that it? Was that a big like? Was that a concern for you going in? It was. Like, did you think about it? Because I remember I can't think of it 
I, I've held every single controller that has ever existed. Yeah, in the so history you, of followed, time. you followed the evolution yeah. along, right? Yeah. And like for me, I guess the only things that are new this time, well, no, the, the touchpad is was on the last generation, right? It was on PS4, yeah. PS4? These controllers are not, the only thing that's really huge on the Dual PS5 sense. is the haptic. Uh, or yeah, sorry, the, the DualSense. I, I always want to call it DualShock 5, but it's not it's DualSense. Is the triggers, like the resistant triggers, and right. that mo- the more cool. the more haptic kind of feedback vibration that it does, where like the buttons will cause the whole, like a button press will cause the whole controller to vibrate in a yeah. different way, kind of thing, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's very new to this generation. Everything else, including the touchpad, was there in, on PS4. On PS4. Most of like like analog triggers and like the way the face buttons and like the way the controllers are all set up hasn't changed much since PS one. Once they got the dual analog sticks on the controllers, mm-hmm. they've come become pretty standardized in terms of like button layout. I guess it's an ergonomic thing. You, there's only so many ways you can lay out yeah. like eight buttons to where I guess it's more like 12 buttons plus two sticks and yeah. keep it kind of manageable. For and there is hands, so. there is a little bit of gimmickry to the the new controllers in terms of like things that are uh, you know that are available, but that most of the games that I have I've played so far don't really use. Like obviously the uh, Astros Playground being or Playroom or Playground Playground. I guess uh, Playroom I think is well, actually I'm not even sure what it's called. I should log into my <laughs> Sony account and look. I'm not. You know it, it makes sure that it fucking covers every single fucking. Um, feature of the controllers because that's what it's there to do right is to make yeah. you like see like this is what this cape this is capable of kind of thing um astro's playroom it is is it playroom uh, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. so yeah so it you know you have to like blow into the microphone to make like fans or pinwheel spin and shit like that and like you have to use push those triggers to certain depths or whatever, like, you know, you, you don't push them all the way down kind of thing uh, to get certain things to work or that kind of thing. So, but besides that, like there's some of that shit that like I haven't used at all in any of the games that I've been playing yet. But a lot of that's because I think actually everything that I've played besides Astro's Playroom came out before the PS5. Like Spider-Man was remastered. Yeah. PS5, yeah. But originally it came out before the PS5. So it'll be interesting to see as we get deeper into this generation, if any of the gaming games, you know, specifically, I guess maybe the PlayStation exclusives will start to use some of those other features like the haptic or the like the triggers instead of triggers or whatever, whatever it's called or whatever. There's a rumor going around like Microsoft has its own version of that, that they want to get out to market like really quick because it, so they feel like Sony's eating their lunch because people have been like just (laughs) raving about that particular functionality on like on that controller have there been any games that you've been playing that 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 really i found even just like the difference between like what little they added to spider-man made a big difference the pressure in the web Mm. slinging actually kind of made it feel a little bit more interactive like it was less just like holding the button and more like i was actually like triggering it on time like yeah kind of kind of feel the tension of the line which is interesting I've played through control on every console that is humanly possible at this point, <laughs> including series X and PS five. And I, they actually do trigger effects on the PS five version that when I played through on series X, like down the road, when I finally got a free copy of it and wanted to play through it again, I was missing that. Like when the service weapon goes out of ammo, it's not a traditional thing. It's a, like a, it's a mystical weapon. So it doesn't have like clips or whatever. It just like goes out of ammo and yeah. the trigger locks 
and the trigger fucking locks on the PlayStation controller. Oh, so you can't, you know what I mean? Like it just can't, you can't pull it anymore until it, mm-hmm. until it recycles the ammo back in. And then you can do it again. And it's really, really satisfying, but also very harrowing to all of a sudden be like, oh shit, the trigger just stopped. <laughs> yeah, I'm screwed. I got to switch to my other powers or whatever. So I've, I found it like where they've used it. I'm like, oh, that's clever. I don't know that it's like game changing. I've, I played enough stuff on the other side of the street too. Like I played Resident Evil Village on Xbox, mm-hmm. and I didn't miss it. You know what I mean? Like I don't miss it when I go across the street to play something like or on PC even because um, I've been playing a lot of stuff on PC. I'm using a Xbox controller, even though I could hook up a PS5 controller, or I, but I'm not sure if that haptic capability carries over to Windows yet. Like if they're able to mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Like if the Steam game w- would recognize that I'm using a PS5 controller and then add that functionality in. Like it is on PS5. I don't know if that's their kind of thing. Yeah, it would be awesome if it was, because <laughs> then I would just grab a PS5 controller and bring it over here. I guess, but um, either way. I mean, speaking of the controllers, I found that they're they feel pretty good in my hands. They're pretty ergonomic for the most part. Found that they've had pretty good battery life overall. Like I haven't had to like you know be charging them in the middle of a fucking session very often. I mean, I do have an extra one in case I need uh, do need to charge. So. They're not terrible this time. They're not as bad. I found the PS4 ones really bad. Yeah. Where I was getting like, like when I first bought them, they were getting six hours, and then by the time like the generation was ending, I was getting like two and a half, which can like kind of cut a game session down. And I was always, I always have multiples to kind of cycle through. Yeah. This time I've got, I've got four PS5 controllers now because I bought a pair of black ones to match my black plates. Your new face. Yeah, I got all that black plates uh, on my PS5. My PlayStation one- Five is completely blacked out now. <laughs> So I got the plates on it and I've got the, like the black controllers. controllers. So. The one thing I'll say about the controllers in terms of the ergonomics and the feel of it is the, the texture on the analog sticks that like rough, roughed up texture is a yeah. little, it's a little much for me. Like sometimes I have trouble playing for yeah. long periods because my thumbs start to get like sore and it's part I know because I'm more of a casual gamer. So like, I don't have that, you know, I, I'm sure people that play like, their fucking PlayStations every day probably don't feel that because they've got like calluses there on those parts of their thumbs on like the pad of their thumbs kind of thing. But oh, I yeah. don't have that. So, yeah, I prefer I tend to prefer the thumbstick on the Xbox. It's a little bit more like a hard rubber kind of thing. Whereas like, yeah, that softer rubber they're using on the PlayStation ones tends to rot away. Actually, I found like yeah. PS4 controllers, the tops of them had to be replaced a couple times last gen. Mm. And that for me tended to be more like here I'm I'm giving this controller basically to like a used game store and yeah. I'm going to buy a new just one because I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, and then they'll just open it up and and put a, a set of new ones in and they'll they'll blow out the Cheeto dust that I've implemented onto that <laughs> controller and you know do what they got to do with it and then I yeah. can kind of I get a new all one. All your dead skin and shit. <laughs> sure, cat fur, all that other <laughs> crap that's in there. So and and the one thing I would say my major frustration overall is which is relatively minor and i guess that's saying something is that you can't fucking update the remotes wireless or the dual sense controllers wirelessly and they have already needed a few updates in like the six months that i've had the console so like every time they do i've got to dig out like a USB-C cable which is the last thing i want to fucking go do when i'm just gonna sit down a game right is be like oh your controllers need an update i'm like fuck off just let me goddamn play that's a this generation or sorry that since the ps3 that's been a thing where like the updates although i will admit the controllers needing an update is a new to this generation thing i've never had to do firmware updates aside from rock band game like controllers like this the fucking guitars and stuff Mm. sometimes had firmware updates last gen 
But mm-hmm. like in terms of actually doing firmware updates, I've never had to do a firmware update to a fucking controller until like PS5 or Series X. And I'm like, why? And yeah, exactly. what is going well, who on? Who makes a controller that's as smart as the PS5 controllers are? And obviously they can communicate wirelessly with the fucking console. Yeah, but they cannot be updated wirelessly, right? Like you can fucking do a data transfer over wireless. Why the fuck are you making me plug this into the goddamn console? I think it's speed and stability for a firmware update. You can you can really bork the uh yeah, you can you can break something if if something fucks up. Yeah. So I I'm I err on the side of caution on that. I I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh in yeah, terms like, of like Okay, so just, just needing, like but just needing an update period is weird yeah. to me is kind of the thing. So 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 just tell me that when the firmware update is happening to like put the controller down and then it does a little check to make sure that the connection's stable and then it says okay, don't move it, don't touch yeah. it. Until well, I should be done. able to tell that because there's so many gyroscopes in all these controllers yeah. now. Like, yeah. it's so sensitive now to like being picked up. Yeah. Sometimes I like I'll sit down on the couch next to the goddamn controller and the console goes on, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't touch a button. I just like sat <laughs> next to this controller. And honestly, PlayStation, I'm not using you for media because the Xbox looks better on <laughs> media stuff, so you don't get used for that. I am using it. <laughs> See, I don't. It doesn't have a built-in media player that plays like video files from the interwebs. Oh, right. Well, yeah, so, so, so I, I, I have a Media Center computer hooked up to the TV I mean, so do I, that. but I'm lazy, you uh, know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, sometimes I'll just throw it on, like, the Xbox is real convenient to yeah. just plug a USB key into, and, like, all, it reads all my files. It's got yeah. a Kudo install on it, for fuck's sakes, and a VLC install. <laughs> it can read anything. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, and eventually the PlayStation will get that functionality. It got it last gen. It'll get it this gen. It always, they always put a media player on there i don't know why they're just lazy about it every generation so it just <laughs> ends up where i'm like oh yeah i end up using my xbox more for that because like it lets me plug in usb hard drives that i can watch all my crap with i wonder if they're actually paying vlc for that because vlc is like freeware or whatever but you probably have to pay for it if you're using it for you're probably supposed to pay for it if you're using it for like commercial use i don't know who's using it like like how it gets put up there but there's, there's a uwp on the xbox store that you can just install mm. And it plays, it's like a pretty good VLC like yeah. install for Xbox. And it w- grabs H.265 codec stuff and plays That's it. That's cool. So I'm like, yeah. And like, they should have that on the fucking PS5 too, because it's the same, yeah. to be perfectly honest, the, so- the, the SOC that these systems are using is basically the same fucking chipset, like, across both decks so they can both do the same goddamn stuff so <laughs> yeah I, i'm not playing downloaded files on mine but i am using it as our primary streaming like platform Netflix and, and stuff. it's yeah so like one I, I don't think there's one crave's not on there uh streaming service that doesn't well there's crave i don't have crave but i think there's one of the streaming services i do have that doesn't have an app for our samsung tv yet and i think it's disney plus but i can't remember that makes but sense my, yeah but and plus i can't route the video signal through our hue sync box if i'm streaming straight to the tv because the video signal has to leave the device would have to like leave the device and go back into it kind of thing yeah so but the streaming apps on ps5 i found all work pretty well um so i'm using netflix disney plus and amazon prime video all in there and those are all good apps i've been watching that's what i've been watching uh uh, the expanse on oh yeah that makes sense that makes sense so yeah, yeah no, so, I I was going to say uh, so while I'm talking about my setup so I do have like I've got the play, PlayStation 5 like routed through the whole full entertainment center like 5.1 surround through my clip speakers and also through that Philips Hue sync box which I think okay. I, I've, which I'm pretty sure I mentioned on the podcast but for anybody that forget, doesn't remember is 
we've got all these like smart light bulbs everywhere in our house and it syncs a couple of ambient lights that are uh, that I've put on the back of the TV that shine against the the wall behind the TV, as well as two sets of overhead lights that are basically like right in line, like one sort of right above you when you're sitting on our couch. And then one that's okay. kind of a little bit behind it syncs all of those to the video signal. So it will show you kind of, and you can like set it up at different intensities. So like for gaming, I set it at like the maximum sensitivity so that it's like, you know, really flashing and shit like that, like with whatever is happening on screen. And the other cool thing with it is that you tell the app, you tell the box basically where in your viewing area those lights are kind of thing. So it will, you know, show on the right hand side of the TV, sort of what the colors and and stuff are doing on that side. On the left side of the TV, it'll show the, the one lights over there. And then the ones that are overhead will give you kind of like what's on the top part of the screen. So it really, it's cool. It really helps with the immersion, I think I found. Cool. It's like light Atmos. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Interesting. So especially in our basement setup too, where like usually there's not much light down there. Like there are some of those little, you know, small windows that are in the top, uh, you know, along the top that go out uh, onto the street level. But, you know, if I'm playing right now, if I'm playing fucking past 5 PM, it's bitch dark. So I, uh, I have strips like that, like the ambient strips for the, I just never used them. I never got into it. I was sitting in the dark room, just the screen lighting up the place, but that's, an old movie theater nerd thing. Yeah. So there is that. So what have you played so far on that machine? <laughs> uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I played more than that. So like I said, I, I did play through that whole Astro's playroom, the little intro game, which I actually found really fun as just a little platformer to the point where I did go through the trouble of like platforming it and getting all the collectibles for anybody that hasn't played PS4 or, or got one and just fucking skip that game or whatever. The collectibles, PS5, sorry, PS5. Yeah. Uh, the collectibles or some of the collectibles in it are the, basically the old PlayStation consoles and their various accessories kind of thing. So there's yeah. four different worlds to it. No, five, Four different and then kind of like a bonus world sort of thing. Yeah. And then the first four, you get like the PS, the PlayStation, the PS2, the PS3 and the PS4 gear, basically. Yeah. And then in that bonus world, you get all the PS5 stuff. So I went through and got so that I had all of those and all the all the other little like collectibles and shit like that. I found it. It was a lot of fun. Probably put a lot of time into that. But I figured like this is the game that they made for me, the person that's like playing a PlayStation five without having played any of the other consoles. So I might as well. Yeah. Well, it was funny because you were talking about it like, like a week or two after the fact. And I was like, I think I put a bunch of time. I put a, like a little bit of time into it. And in, like the first day that I got my PlayStation yeah. just to kind of like, see what gimmicks it brought to the fore for the new controller. Cause that was really like what it was there for, for guys like me, who've obviously been like doing this shit every fucking five years. Like we get yeah. the new one. And I was like, okay, I just want to know, like, like what? Because people were talking about the game, like, oh, it's actually really a nice little slick demo for yeah. your new controller. So fiddle with it. So I was like, all right, I can, I'll spend a couple hours with it. But like, I don't really want to get the fucking Spider Man guys. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I played it, and I was like, this is neat, and I like the way that it used the controller. And I remember thinking to myself, like, if I was Tim, and like, I really got to really think that too. Like, if I was Tim and I never touched a fucking PlayStation controller, because outside of like, like my buddy. It, handed it to me to play fucking i don't <laughs> to know run around on the streets as spider-man actually i like that's really <laughs> it right like it was me giving you my ps4 controller to play spider-man at my house right if that's the limit of your experience with those controllers like if this is going to teach you how to use them yeah. i was like that's a really interesting 
way of doing it. I'm done with this. <laughs> Delete it from my hard drive. Let's get this fucking Spider-Man because <laughs> I want to punch and kick thugs in the streets in the face with spider powers. So <laughs> let's go do that. Like that, that was part of my mindset with that too, was like, you know, I, I was a little intimidated by like a big fucking honking game, like Spider-Man with like relatively complicated controls. I mean, yeah. I, obviously my frame of reference is, is limited, but you know, so I was like, okay, like if I can get, fucking get good quote unquote with Astro's playroom, then I'll have a better chance of fucking not being dog shit at like a yeah. big fucking triple A game, like Spider-Man kind of thing. Cause the last thing I want to do is get into this game, like, which I, I want to love and have heard so many amazing things about and get frustrated because I'm just fucking terrible at the controls. And like, that was like when we got my cousin's son, his PlayStation four, like two or three, whenever it was like a couple years ago, and he was still single digits. Like he was like eight or nine kind of thing. When he first got into Spider-Man, like he was having <laughs> some fucking wrecked. trouble. <laughs> well, he was, right? he's like, I, like he sucked at it because he's not used to the controllers. Mm-hmm. Those games are actually pretty complicated to like handle. Like it helps yeah, there's to a be, lot of controls to remember. Yeah. And like some, I, even I get lost in the controls of some games sometimes. Like there's definitely, and it's more of a thing of like, I'll, I'll start playing a game, get used to the controls, put the game down for a week, pick up the game to play it like the next weekend and then be like, oh, I don't know what any of these fucking buttons do. What am I doing? Ah, oh, shit. Spider-Man just jumped off the roof and that's not what I intended. Ah, shit. Yeah. All right. Pause. And, and, OK. And one of the things that I found has been helpful with that is like the the amount of on-screen prompts and shit like that to say, like, yeah. OK, this is the button that you do to do this or something like this those to stab this person in the neck yeah exactly (laughs) square yeah so i was just playing hitman 3 the other day and i was like there's definitely the the, the finisher combo like the two button combo for the finisher yeah yeah like Like, there have been times where i've stepped away from the console for like a couple weeks or more kind of thing and then coming back in and knowing that i'm not gonna have to fucking like check the screen to make sure I remember what all the moves are. I mean, I do sometimes just cause I'm like, I feel like there's probably moves I'm not doing here that I haven't done in a while that I, that I remember being fun. So I'm like, I want to do like the ground pound again or whatever. So I'm yeah, yeah. go in and figure out what that, what that move is. Sometimes what happens with me, like especially in the Spider-Man or like the Batman games, you'll find are very similar. It'll be like one of the, one of the enemies is fucking tripping me up just mm-hmm. in like, just out in the open world, one of the enemies will trip me up and I'll be like, there's one a specific the, like beast dudes or whatever, something like that. Yeah. But it'll be like a specific attack I need to use. That's a little bit outside my regular wheelhouse mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't remember how to do this. I got to go look it up kind of thing. That's usually when I go back and like, like actually have to take the time and go and Check look up again. like the command kind of thing. Yeah. But that happens to all of us because all of us are getting old now. We turned 40 <laughs> this year. It's not- yeah. Great. Uh, but yeah, so the majority of the time I've sunk into it so far has definitely been Spider-Man. And hopefully, you know, because I did go through and spend that time with Astro's Playroom, I have been pleasantly surprised at how well I've been doing. I'm not playing it on the easiest setting, which so there's that. Proud of you. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't sure I'd be able to adjust to like all the buttons and combos and keep up with a game that does require it's a pretty fucking fast moving game. Cause it's a fucking yeah. Spider-Man game. Spider-Man game. Um, yeah. It requires a pretty high degree of coordination and pretty quick, quick, quick reflexes, but like I've still been able to, to keep up with it. So, I mean, it's not, you know, there's some of it that's not fucking easy. There should have no. had to redo and especially some of those challenges and stuff when I'm trying to get the top level of them, they have been fucking tricky. Like right now I'm, uh, I spent a good, 20 25 minutes on one of those screwball challenges last night one of the uh the emp ones ones. 
Oh is, yeah. Where you, yeah, where you've got to go around and shoot them in the right order and then you've got to do like the photobomb shit and everything and yep. yeah. I gold starred all of those on PS4 the first time through when I played like I played the original one and I was just like I hate those. Like I fucking <laughs> hate those. Yeah. It's always cuz it's always almost like a trial by error or you have to be pixel perfect to do it kind of thing i know there have been some where i've looked up and been like okay like wh- that was the last time yeah. i killed a controller actually was one of the <laughs> <screwball> challenges <laughs> he's launched it at the wall or some shit i did i totally did there was one and I, it was like the last one and it was stopping me from platinuming the game too i think it was like the mm-hmm. last thing i needed to platinum it and i spent three fucking hours just grinding it like just over and over like just, no, we're doing this today we're yeah. fucking doing this i'm not going to bed i'm not eating i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna go piss until this is done we're just sitting here <laughs> fucking doing it doing it doing it doing it finally i had to stop use the bathroom came down sat down again <laughs> and i did it and i fucking i swear to god tim i was 0.2 seconds off and oh, i just god. like I fucking flung that controller <laughs> like thor's fucking hammer man and it hit the wall and it just fucking exploded. It just vaporized. <laughs> I was finding pieces of that fucking controller. When I was moving, we were moving out of the house, I was still fucking finding pieces of that controller up there. <laughs> I pitched it so fucking hard. I was so angry. And then the best part was I turned my other controller on because I had at that point in the PlayStation's life cycle, I had like 16 fucking PS4 controllers, yeah. so it didn't matter at all. I turned on another one, start playing again. Next time, I had fucking like a whole second to spare. I was like, "What?" That's the always the fuck? way, isn't it? Like you're you're so you're so close so many times, and then when you do get it, it's like you fucking just blow it away. Yeah, and I'm like, I just killed a sixty dollar controller for this too. <laughs> like that controller died for my rage. See, died for my rage. I'm not so. sure if I. I think I guess I must have gotten the the gold or whatever the top level on all of those because I did. They're tricky, them. man. I did platinum the the game. I, I did. Uh, I don't know if it's actually a requirement, but I think I might have just been doing it because I thought it was. I don't mm-hmm. know. Either way, I did. I got all the golds on all those, and uh, it cost me a controller, basically. So there you go. I'm glad. Uh, I should say I platinum the. Main I'm glad game you so didn't far. kill a ninety dollar fucking dual <laughs> dual sense though. Yeah. Those things are so expensive. No, I've I've never I have never wrecked a controller over a game. <laughs> I, I don't take it that seriously. <laughs> I usually don't. That was the first one I've killed since like GameCube days. Like I hadn't killed a controller in a long time before that, but I fucking murdered that DualShock controller. Like just <laughs> that poor thing just fucking died. <laughs> died for my anger, right? My rage. So I've platinum the main game. I am currently doing the Black Cat DLC, the heist. Yeah, uh, and I'm most of the way through that. Although I, I still have a bunch of the trophies to get, uh, I st- I haven't even touched the other two DLCs yet. The Turf Wars, which is the Tombstone one, and then the other one, which is the they're same. all about the same length as yeah. each other, basically. So like, if you get through one and it's like, oh, that took me a day to get through, like including wiping everything out, it's yeah. basically that for the other ones too. I found the DLCs took like four hours total, kind of thing, to like just like really wipe out real fast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably taking a little longer than that, but I also like, I, you know, I'm not. It takes me longer to uh, get through those challenges uh, and uh, you know the the screwball challenges and shit like that. But well, see, yeah, okay. the last time I played through Spider Man, like I was playing it on Ultimate, and like there was a an achievement that was like don't get touched in one of the big combat things, and I did it without even trying early on oh, in the yeah. remaster 
because I I'd gotten I had you had to do ultimate difficulty to get the platinum on Miles Morales. So I finished Miles Morales on ultimate and then started started Spider-Man remastered and was just like, "You know what? One of the one of the trophies that I don't have is to play through it on ultimate and I just beat Miles Morales on ultimate. I'm going to do it." And I was just destroying the game at that point. Like I was <laughs> I was pretty good at the combat. <laughs> like, "Oh boy." Yeah, I got into the second or third one of those big like it's like a kingpin whatever base or whatever like headquarters mm-hmm. or whatever and it did it and it popped a trophy that said like you didn't get touched it was basically the, the train that yeah, take yeah, no yeah. damage it's the the untouchable spider-man yeah and i did it like <laughs> fucking without even thinking about it and i was like oh this run through is going to be cake if like that's what <laughs> if that's how easy this is going to be like that's yeah, one of the cake. trophies i haven't done yet because that's actually part of the remastered trophies yeah. so it's not part yeah. of the main game trophy so that one uh, I've gotten three of the five. Yeah, one of them is the ultimate playthrough, isn't it? No, no, the, there's no ultimate playthrough on Spider on on the main Spider-Man game. There's it is on. Oh, it's, it's only on Miles. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So I have to do the get a combo of over a hundred hits, which I've already done like sixty or something like that for another accomplishment or something or trophy or something like that. And that untouchable Spider-Man and everything else that I have to do is just within are trophies that are part of, oh, I haven't done any of the new game plus trophies. That is where you do have to do the playthrough on ultimate difficulty. So fuck that okay. bullshit. It's actually not like once you get into it, it's not too bad. I was having fun with it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Miles Morales before I fucking do an ultimate, yeah, playthrough, fair ultimate fair difficulty playthrough on, fair Spider- on the first Spider-Man game. But fucking beautiful, beautiful game. So much fun to play. Story's pretty good. The controls are amazing. It's so much fun to fucking zip around. And I do. I actually do zip around New York, not fucking walk around New York. That was my next question. was like, how much pedestrian <laughs> horseshit is going on? Alicia's well, been watching me and being like, Mark would be so proud of you. You're not just uh, fucking walking Webster. around New York. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. You can I'm you glad. can watch me sometime. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know next time I go down. You can I can do the streamy thing so that you can watch. That's true. Yeah, you can just turn it on. I can go in. And- like whatever watch we can play together also we've actually that's the one thing we had not done is like and like i said i was just listening to that episode last year where we were like yeah we can play all this shit together definitely have not done any of that yet no i am a very solitary gamer also like i i I probably mentioned it on that episode like yeah we could play all these games together but we probably won't because i like just to play my games on my own kind of thing no i think you just said you wanted to like clean my clock at fucking street fighter and i did want to beat the ever-loving shit out of you in street fighter at some point so there is that <laughs> uh, that'll happen at some point plus there's a couple more combats that i think you got right like you have mortal Kombat. i have mortal Kombat three, x right? yeah it, it came yeah. with the ps plus uh membership or subscription so we'll get you a cheap copy of ultimate mortal Kombat 11 for christmas or something like that so i can beat you up and brutalize <laughs> you there too mm-hmm. um, um is there anything you'd like so what else what you else can have actually you actually come like, over and play shit no. No, no, that's not happening. Uh, the numbers keep going up. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so you played the Spider-Man games, obviously. What is there anything else you and Astros? Obviously, you played Astros play games and Spider-Man. Yeah. Is there anything else you you've played? I did play a little bit of Mortal Kombat X because I got it, and Alicia and I were just looking for stuff to play together. So we just were sitting down on the couch. We played some like the old consoles. We got hooked up, but then we got onto that and we played I don't know half dozen matches or something like that, and it was fun. It was just it's fun enough. It's dark as shit. Like just in terms of it's hard. I was finding it hard to see shit on the screen. Sometimes it's been a while since I played 10. <laughs> so you'll have to, I've been living in 11 for the last couple of years. If I do play mortal Kombat, So, 
and then like guilty gear guilty gear came out this year which is just like my fucking fighting game crack right now so yeah i've always had a love-hate relationship with the mortal Kombat games because like i like them Same. and they're fun but like i still the the fucking combos and fatalities and shit like that you have to hit them at like just the absolute perfect timing to fucking trigger them sometimes and yeah. i get frustrated with that like if i get through a whole fight and i've done an amazing job or whatever and then like i'm trying like eight times to hit the fucking fatality and the dude just falls down. Like that's the sort of shit that makes me want to huck a fucking controller at a wall. Yeah. Go more combat, like fatality stuff. I don't get used to it. I definitely have like pitch controllers in mortal Kombat rage, but that was in my <laughs> much, much younger days, yeah. much, much younger days. So yeah, that, and then the other thing that I did spend a de- the, the other thing that I've spent, you know, not near as much time as Spider-Man, but a decent amount of time playing was uh, star Wars squadrons. Which I know I mentioned a month or so ago. Yeah. I played through all the intro missions on that and then did a bit of uh, online play with uh, one of my buddies from Atlanta who like we used to play together, play PC games together once in a while. I think he was playing on PC that time, too, because you can cross platform on squad. Oh, yeah. And we used to play like oh, they're giving it away like everywhere. I have it on my PC for free right now because I got it, it away on like got it as like the, like the May the 4th deal where it was like a bunch of the Star Wars games. And I was like, yeah, I want to play all these at some point. So yeah, yeah. I think that I might have got that too, yeah. like on Steam or something like that. I yeah, so it had Steam library like right Fallen now, Order like and I think Force Unleashed 2 and Battlefront 2. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like yeah, that. one of the packages, like I think when we you first got it, they were putting out squadrons had a pretty good 4k play at like right from launch but they mm-hmm. were putting out the ps5 patch for fallen order which mm-hmm. i was like that is a game i was like tim you gotta fucking play that game you're gonna love it so because it's it on the like, list and it's downloaded not not oh, just added to library i have actually downloaded that one so fair enough i i liked squad or i like squadrons i probably will play through like the whole story mode at least i'm not great at it but I've never spent very much time playing those like dogfighty kind of games. So like, I just don't have much of an aptitude for it in general. You know, it's just like if I, I probably would never really play like a flight simmy game or even like a, you know, world war two, like real world kind of dogfighty kind of game. The only reason that I would want to play this one is because it's fucking star Wars. Fair. See, I love the, I'm dogfighting stuff. It's part of the reason why I still do inverted controls is because I like, yeah. like when I got into PC gaming back in the day, it was like part of that reason was for flight sim. Really? And that's been a, a big game for me this year too. Actually, when flight sim came out for Xbox and PC, especially after I got my 3090 and stuff like that, flight sim, I've dumped a ton of time into because it looks amazing. And you want to talk about a game that like could really require a more advanced controller scheme than like an Xbox offers flight sim definitely one of those things but also is a lot of fun to just play with an xbox controller and not worry about any of the other (laughs) shit like just get me in the air and let me enjoy the visuals kind of thing we get it spanning two 4k screens it looks real pretty so (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah so i I like it it's it is fun i'm just not great at it but i mean when joel and i were playing together we were even it was like two of us on a squad and then like the other players were npcs and we were just playing against the cpu and we couldn't I don't think we beat the fucking CPU once we did like maybe oh. half a dozen, like run through, run through a mission kind of thing. So like, but it was, it was both of our first time like playing it or doing any of those missions or anything like that. And I also wasn't, neither of us were familiar with all of the different ship types yeah, and shit like that. So like the strategy we weren't really like there for just yet. We did okay. And we came close a couple times, but in the end we just kept getting wiped. So, um, but that being said, I do still like it. It's fun. And it's, 
because it's fun, I want to get better at it and at the online play and and that sort of thing. So it's nice to have one of those games where it's like, this is challenging, but it is enjoyable enough that I want to get better at it and want to practice at it. So. Is there anything you're looking forward to playing aside from like we talked about oh, yeah. Spider-Man and Wolverine? Like what's on your list of stuff that you want to get into? Oh, let's uh, have a look at my library. Because like, yeah, this gen's been it's been pretty good so far. And you've still got like all that PS4 stuff to like look at. Never touched yeah. God of War, like that kind of stuff. Or the so. Arkham games or yeah. So oh, yeah, the Arkham games, the big set of them too, which I'm looking forward to. Like if you ever when we, if we ever want to do episodes about like the Arkham games, I am uh, I will be playing through them <laughs> again on uh, Steam installs this time, actually, like doing the PC, putting them running them through the 3090 and seeing if I can fucking force 4K60 in Arkham Knight kind of thing when we get to that. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely more of the Star Wars games that I'm interested in. I, I would like to get playing the newer Battlefront games because I played the old school ones like back yeah. in the day kind of thing. And I had a lot of fun with those back uh, back then. Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order for sure. I, I'm interested in. Yeah. The, the Force Unleashed games. I haven't even played. I haven't played either of those. So I'm interested in those two. Last of Us, I have The Last of Us Remastered as part of the PS Plus like core game collection or whatever. So that one, yeah, I've heard so many good things about and and especially, you know, that it it follows a really good story and I'm always here for a good story and zombie story kind of stuff too. It is both of those things. It is a mm-hmm. good zombie story actually. Uh, yeah, no, Last of Us, I highly recommend everybody who's like just getting into PlayStation check out The Last of Us once you start getting comfortable with like playing the games. Because it can be a little difficult if you don't know what you're doing, but they're really worth it. I've I haven't finished the second one, but I like at some point we'll get to it. I don't know if they patched that one or not for PS5 yet. Came up that was a PS4 game initially. Mm. So, have you looked at anything like Ghost of Tsushima or like? Uh, Do you have God of War? I've got a War Four as part of the PlayStation Hits thing too. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. I don't know. I'm not real big on those like platformers. Like I think I have some of the crash bandicoot games but they're just because they were part of the ps plus games once yeah uh, sure so i I mean yeah they're they're pretty far down my list the yeah i said the batman arkham games i have i did buy i think i actually bought it wasn't like one that i got for free alien isolation oh oh, is that not a free game i don't know they've given that game they've given that game away so many fucking times i have it free on every platform that has ever fucking existed because <laughs> i think they gave it away on ps4 at one point like over the course of the p like of the life kind of thing mm. i know it was an xbox game with gold at one point because i've got it on xbox and then they gave it away with steam because i've got it in my steam library too but multiple people yeah, have recommended that game to me as like an alien if, sci-fi horror fan kind of thing it is amazing and will scare the ever-loving shit out of you if you let it the best thing you what i recommend you do with alien isolation and then we can move on to something else is that you play it and get a feel for what the game is and then watch somebody play it in vr because if you want to see somebody experience actual terror uh apparently playing alien isolation in vr is one of the most horrific experiences you can have in life because it basically makes it so that you're wandering around life side this the space station like at life size and the alien will pop out at you in VR life size. Right. Like, and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. like I, I would shit <laughs> just shit everywhere if that happens. So let's not do that. <laughs> cool. That's like, I'm glad you're having fun with it though. So like overall, would you say this has been a positive experience? Like you're happy you grabbed the PlayStation 
looking forward to many years of fun times playing the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I'm glad I made the investment. It is fucking huge. I will say that. There's no yeah, denying it's that. It's a big fucking console. That being said, it would fit in a slot on like a sort of standard size media cabinet. Like it's the same width sort of as like a uh, a, a, a receiver or like a, a media yeah. center PC like cabinet or, or I was going to say it totally would fit like whole media center that you would buy you like retro 80s <laughs> loving freak because you would, would be they would be set up for one of those big VCRs from the yeah. 80s <laughs> and it would definitely fit in one of those slots it is a big big deck I was surprised by how chunky the PS5 was yeah it is by far the biggest home console I've ever owned. And that's including the original Xbox. The, the fucking like wavy like form factor oh. is like weird and kind of awkward, but whatever. I mean, I'm not buying a console because it's pretty. I, I find it standing up. It's so tall and obtrusive that I don't like having it like standing up on its side. It's imposing. Like. Yeah, like it's too much. And then <laughs> yeah. you put it on its side and like you can't do anything with that space now because it's just this weird waveform. Yeah. Just sitting on the top of your thing on top of it or anything like that. Whereas yeah. the Xbox is basically just like the ultimate, like it's just a box. It's literally like they've mm-hmm. really gone for the name this time. And it's just like two cubes smushed together. And like <laughs> that's what the Xbox Series X is. And I love it because it's just like a cute little rectangle yeah. sitting next to my or under my TV. And then the other the other things that I was really impressed with loading times on it are fucking generally great because I'm oh sure my god me like it's so fast it, i mean it downloads shit like fucking crazy fast too because i've got yeah. uh you know gigabit. Big, gigabit internet that's fucking wired directly into it um startup yeah. is super fucking quick too so like all that is that's a like if if you're not and like that's from for me too like if you're coming yeah. from ps4 p or like uh xbox one both decks Oh my god, the snappiness of the SSD makes it impossible to go backwards. Like, yeah. I don't have, I mean, and to be fair, I don't really anymore. I have no spinning drives anywhere in my life anymore, and I feel like I'm better for it. Like everything <laughs> I own boots off a like a solid state drive. Whether it be my iPad, phone, laptops are all SSD. Tough, La- yeah. Rig is a big NVMe drive. Both yeah. decks are NVMe. I've even like the one PlayStation 4 that's still in use, my Pro has an uh, SSD in it, like as it's booting hard drive. Uh, I can't, I don't understand how people do it with the spinning platters in 2021 anymore. Like it's over. Give me that fast fucking drive access guys. I'm a bitch for this shit though. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I mean, but it makes a huge difference though. So like, cause like, yeah, like you can be into a game, which is shocking. Like Spider-Man on the fucking PS4 was not a terrible game for loading off a of heart, but it's still loading off a of hard drive. Yeah. So it would take 18, 25, blah, 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 seconds to get into the game. Holy shit. Is it ever like snappy to go like PlayStation boots and you're into the game within like three, four seconds of turning the fucking unit on? Yeah. Which and that's the same on the Xbox side, too. I turn the Xbox on and launch whatever game I was playing last, whether it be like Control or Resident Evil or whatever. And you're back into the game exactly where you were mm-hmm. within seconds. And like that has made such a big difference to just the pickup and play of gaming for this generation again for me because that's been one of those things that's like a huge hang-up for me is always like how much time do i got to sit down and wait for this system to kind of like do its thing before i actually get a chance to get in and play the game yeah. and in the ps3 through ps4 generations like yeah i gotta you know turn it on and it's gonna do its slow ass spinning platter hard drive startup thing yeah and then it's gonna tell you it needs an update which it's gonna download to a spinning platter hard drive which is going to take you know 
and then installed from a spinning platter hard drive and- to the same spinning platter hard drive, which means it's just like <laughs> duplexing data across and like just taking twice as much time and all that other kind of stuff because it's not going to be able to, it doesn't have enough RAM to just flush the whole fucking installer RAM. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's like by the time you actually sit down and play, you've been sitting in front of your fucking console for half an hour and you haven't had a chance to do anything because it's, in, it's updated the firmware and it's updated the game. And then the controller needed a battery charge. So you went and got a Coke and peed and come back. Now you can play. These new decks, it is not like that. It's like, turn the controller on. Yeah. The whole thing turns on. Everything hooks up. You pick what game you want to play. And you're like, you're sitting there and you're playing the game because the SSDs have just like completely changed all the loading behaviors that you're used to. Yeah. Even between level stuff is just like gone. Where I'm like, oh, this, this would be the time where you're like, oh, it's going to be loading for a minute and a half. Yeah. I guess it's time to go get a drink. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're already loaded by the time you even get up. It's great. Like, yeah. I just love it. So, and that's one of those things for me, like only ever having played any of these consoles on at somebody else's house or whatever kind of thing. It's just, it fucking kills the momentum. Like if you're hanging in a hangout or whatever, and you're like, Oh, let's put this game on. it's like, okay, load and wait for it to load up. And then we yeah, the fucking console needs an update and we got to fucking, then the fucking game needs a patch and shit like yep. that. And all that shit takes forever. That is the and one so. thing that's really nice about like uh, the series X and the rock band game now like rock band 4 just boots right up and like you can be playing it within a couple minutes as opposed to like fuck it's gotta it's gotta like index every uh, song before (laughs) it starts off a spinning platter drive and just like you're sitting there (laughs) like why did i buy 1200 songs like i I hate myself (laughs) it's just gonna take 13 minutes like sorry guys we can do something else let's uh let's go outside and smoke two joints in the time that this takes to load yeah so for me games especially as like a pretty casual gamer where like I'm not always sitting down for like a two, three hour session or longer kind of thing. Like if I only have like a half hour here or there to play or whatever, it's, it makes so much of a difference that I can just like pick it up and go immediately from where I was. And if there was an update to one of the games or a patch or something like that, it fucking is loading in the background while the system's in like resting, you know, sleep mode or whatever. So all that, all that is so, so nice and just really improves quality of life greatly yeah that's been a, a big quality of life improvement for like me uh in terms of like going from the old decks to like this one in particular it's just like everything's updating quickly it's not you're not waiting for shit all the time it's not loading off optical media it's loading off a solid state driver mm-hmm. it's fast and even the the ps app too has been a big quality of life thing for me too yeah like, it's been you know if i'm if i'm not at home you know if i if there's a game i want to get i can get it on there if i'm just going on to like check what the ps plus games are for that month and i just want to add them to my library i don't have to go down to the fucking console and do it all there and i love that i can tell the games to fucking download my console from my phone and shit too i use it on desktop all all the time too like i'll log in like i'm logged in right now and i can just go grab games and like throw them to the ps5 if i want to from the like the I mean, it's smarter than you, obviously, right? Because, you know, it means that you can spend money on games without having to actually be at your console spending money on games kind of things. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's like, I, I don't think I've bought a game in front of my console in like ages. I'm usually sitting in front of my rig being like, oh, yeah, I'm sitting here. Yeah. I was going to the PlayStation store and buy it because that's new this week or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll just force it over to the PS5 from here and then it's ready for me when I go and sit down to play. So and that's like cool. 80% of the games that are in my library are PS plus games. Luckily, a lot of those were games that I was hoping to get at some point anyways, especially some of those like core ones that are just part of the membership forever kind of thing. So yeah, like that was where I got mortal Kombat X and last of us. And so like, 
just I really appreciate that I don't have to play them the month that they are the PS Plus game kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. They don't pull them from your, you know, they you add them to your library, you play them whenever, assuming for some reason Sony doesn't fucking like pull them from the store or they lose the rights to them or something like that. No, that's ne- that's literally never happened. The only thing mm-hmm. that they, the only reason you don't get it is if you don't renew your PS Plus. And what's cool is it remembers that you grabbed them. So like if your account lapses for like a minute, because I've had it where like, oh shit, two days, then I forgot to get my PSN card. Yeah. I'll just go on CD keys and grab a new one. And then I go in there. It remembers like the games that I had before that I had grabbed from before right. and doesn't like take them away from you. So like I still have all those games from the PS3 days kind of saved to my account yeah. even though there's no way to play them because it's not backwards compatible with the ps3 <laughs> anyway but that being said there have been some months and mark and i were just talking about this like this month when the ps plus games are just absolute fucking hot garbage and there's nothing in there that i have any interest in playing whatsoever <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's hit or miss on both sides of the, the thing like in terms of like what you get on game pass or like xbox live like with the games with gold or like on the playstation side like some months are great both sides and then some months you're like playstation's getting dog shit and xbox is getting forza and yeah. it's like wow this feels a little unbalanced because <laughs> like, yeah literally the the playstation games for this month were not super great and we're into the point now of the year now where microsoft's big games are coming out so like forza came out two days ago and i want to say like a month from now we get halo infinite for free like or as part of game pass because you're getting all their triple a games day and date on game pass so we've got those to look forward to whereas like sony doesn't really seem to have anything huge going into this holiday season but i mean it does have games already like new call of duty isn't there i i was just just drawing a ton of controversy already for like islamophobia and this that call and other of duty thing. vanguard yes so yeah no there's third party games that are out and stuff but it's like there's no big sony first party game that's out uh, i think the big push for them was like ghost of shishima director's cut and the, well, I think they had a director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding, right? Both came out in the last little while, and right. they're still pushing the games that have been out this year. Like, I don't. Far Cry Returnals. And... Well, like, Returnals gone on sale once, but Guardians. not to like intense. Guardians has been is excellent for this year. Actually, it might be my game of it's the not, year. It's not exclusive though. No, I and I like I said, I played it on PC. Yeah, I played it on Steam. So I played Guardians on PC. It's totally worth it wherever you're playing it, as long as you're playing it on something with an SSD. Because apparently it loads like shit on the old decks, but <laughs> I don't have any of those fucking things hooked up anymore, so I don't really talk about that. So there's that. Cool. Cool. You have anything else you want to bring up about your PlayStation like next-gen no. experience? No, not so much. It just, like I said, the overall, it has been a pretty painless you know, band-aid to pull off to get back into it, so I commend them on making it pretty accessible. I mean... <laughs> accessible once you can actually fucking get your hands on a console because they're still well, yeah. fucking tough. I, th- I think they're starting to get restocked in the US right now. I don't know about Canada, yeah. but I think I saw some articles like this week that were saying like, yes, there, you know, there's some big drops happening. Uh, right well, it's going to be hot. Ho- like, you're going to get big holiday drops because like, yeah, they're going to get big holiday drops, but like the silicon shortage that is affecting the entire world has not stopped yeah. affecting the entire world. It doesn't look like it's going to abate any time before 2023. Uh, and probably well into 2023 as well. Mm-hmm. There was a story the president of NVIDIA was saying, like, like we don't have, there's no magic, like, silver bullet for a silicon shortage. You know what I mean? Like, if it's, we can't get yeah. strata out, then we can't get these fucking cards out. Yeah. And, like, if you're, if you're at the point where, like, a company like NVIDIA or AMD, who make the SOCs for these consoles that we're talking about, like, 
can't get their silicon out because there just isn't enough manpower really it's it's not well, it's like, foundry no time resource. right yeah there's yeah, no there's resource like, issue it's just having the people the staff the places that make these fucking chips and shit yeah it's just like you can't the foundries are already running at 110 percent capacity like there is no there is no more that you can get out of these foundries as they are right now right so it's just wait your turn basically so i don't know but like everybody I know who wanted one has gotten it. Although how many of those have gotten it because I'm an obsessive compulsive <laughs> and we'll kind of get it for them at that point. You ended up getting my cousin one too, didn't you? I got, uh, I've got, if you listen, if you're listening to this podcast and there's only 14 of you, we know who you are <laughs> and you want a PlayStation or an Xbox series X, just hit me up on Facebook. I'll have it for you by the fucking end of the week. Cause like, they're not <laughs> that hard to get. If you're me and sit in front of a fucking 3090 all day, I'm sitting in front of some horsepower and some fast internet. So like I can kind of get these playstations pretty easily. So, but yeah, they're not hard to like, they're, they're difficult to get because they're whatever obscure, but like, they're not hard for me to get. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I've acquired about a dozen of them now over the course of this year or, or told people. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like I've acquired them for people or like put people in front of the right links to get their playstations. Yeah. Uh, and I've gotten about a dozen of them so far and a couple series X's here and there. And even a couple graphics cards after my, like after and before my own more intense graphics card than the other ones that I was procuring. Like I got a couple people, some like 3070s and 3080s early on when I was still hunting for a 90. And then I got my 90 and I haven't done shit since then. So <laughs> <laughs> Cause I've been lazy as fuck. I'm not keeping track of everything like on a day to day basis anymore. So either way, uh, I know I'm glad you're having fun with it. Like for me, like these consoles have been like, they've been really nice to have. Uh, they're a lot faster than what we had before. And that does just make a big difference to me. I would kind of dread like when games came out for console exclusive, I was like, Oh, I gotta wait for load times and shit. Yeah. I don't like it. Cause <laughs> I'm used to playing on my PC, which is always a tank and always has an SSD in it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm looking looking forward to more more games. To actually, we should, yeah. we should set some fucking time to play together uh, online, we and should. then when when you are up for a visit, so we can do some fucking couch co op, or you can beat the shit out of me in Street Fighter in person. There is absolutely time for that to happen at some point <laughs> in the future. We'll get there. Cool. All right, let's move on to uh, we'll do geek cred, and then we'll go. Get out of here. A nice short episode this week after <laughs> goddamn marathon last week. <laughs> it was long. We had to make it feel like the movie. The movie was long also. <laughs> I didn't like it because of that. Anyway, what's your geek cred for the week, Tim? Uh, so I started watching another series over the last couple of weeks or so, it, which is the uh, the problem with Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart's new show on Apple Plus, I think, is the platform it's coming out on. Yeah, no, it is on Apple not, Plus. It's not how I'm getting it. Have you started watching I, it yet? I have not. Yeah. I have like flagged it on my Apple TV subscription, but I have not sat down and watched it. Uh, I've read some articles that are saying it's not 100% where it needs to be quite yet. So yeah, I I loved John Stewart on the Daily Show. Yeah, and no, I, me too. I mean, you know, I think we've I talked was, about it a couple times. That, like he was like my fucking religion for like ten years there. So like I'm I'm just nervous to go back to it. I think maybe more than anything else at this point. Yeah. So I do like Trevor Noah as well, and I still watch the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and he's made it very much his own thing, especially during COVID and post COVID. Yeah. Like now he's he's got a new studio. He's taken it out of the one that they were doing. Stewart did. That, yeah. uh, John Stewart was in and. Right now, he's not doesn't have a studio audience. It's just him and his guests kind of thing. So it feels like oh, okay. a little bit more intimate. Whereas this new show, John Stewart is filming in front of an audience and everything, but it's not it's not the Daily Show. It is 
it's every only every two weeks, so it's not that much of a commitment. And it's uh, sort of a deep dive on one topic for the whole episode. So where last week tonight does like a deep dive that's maybe half the episode or something like that yeah, with yeah, a couple yeah. other segments. This is like one deep dive on a topic and then he'll go, you know, it's different parts of it. Like he'll give kind of a breakdown on the topic and then do one or like an interview or two and then like have a panel of people that are related or, you know, that are experts or whatever on that topic. So the first two episodes were on the first was war quote unquote, but it was specifically American veterans and how they're fighting to get coverage for respiratory issues related to uh, burn pits. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that's like one of John Stewart's. Yeah. I mean, he he, he did that chip for like the nine 11 first responders and stuff like that. And that was a big, big, you know, project and and something that he obviously had a lot of passion for for many years and so this is kind of related to that because it's these fucking burn pits where like they just throw all their trash and fucking literal shit like feces and everything in a pit when they're deployed and burn it with fucking jet fuel and yeah yeah and then like fucking surprise surprise like people develop like terrible respiratory issues and respiratory cancer and shit like that after that after breathing that being forced to breathe that shit in and then the other episode that he did was on like freedom the concept of freedom and like how that concept has become totally fucking skewed in the u.s to mean that like you're free to do whatever like especially by the right you know that you're free to do whatever the fuck you want regardless of how it impacts other people kind of thing yeah and then also how freedom like you know we, in north america in general we just take it or take for granted the amount of freedom we actually have so we've had like journalists on and stuff like that and from other countries where they don't have fucking freedom and are like not free to publish certain stories and have been like put in jail and shit for that kind of thing and so yeah it, it's been pretty powerful so far i said i only got through the first couple episodes or two episodes i think there's maybe one or two more out now i think the fourth one might have might be dropping like just today as we're recording this but i've been enjoying it so far it might not be perfect in terms of format or whatever i'm just glad to have his voice in front of me again because i think it's a pretty solid one and it's you know he's tackling serious subject matter yeah no i it's something i wanted to look at again i love john stewart like i said i kind of grew up with him in my ear because of the daily show like i watch it daily like i literally like that was a show i watched every day for almost two decades like he was on that show for from like oh yeah from like 2001 till he left in 2016 i yeah 15 years i don't think i ever missed an episode like i think i saw every single one both daily show and colbert so yeah i don't think i started watching it i started watching it like around the bush era kind of like latter bush era kind of thing so like maybe 2004 2005 was when i started watching it but then i did watch him for like a solid 10 years before he left and trevor noah took over yeah no it was 9 11 when i started watching him and i watched him Mm -hmm. like every fucking night from then till yeah he left basically so i am gonna like look at this i just i haven't really been i haven't really been in the mood to engage with reality in that particular way So uh, I have, that has not been super high amount of priorities because like all I've been doing is either drawing, playing these games that we were just talking about, <laughs> like ad nauseum, uh, and like my geek cred right now is just records. I've been back into like some of the mid two thousands indie pop that like Paul used to like send me all the time. But I've been listening to a lot of Metric and a lot of National this week. And the last na- Metric album, what is that one called? Uh, Art of Doubt from twenty eighteen. Mm is just really fucking good and i don't know if i shouted it out when it came out but uh, i'm kind of i'm kind of coming back to it right now 
and there's a couple tracks on it that are just like high quality Emily Haynes lyrical content and you know just good metric shit so that's what I'm recommending right now is Art of Doubt the new metric and then the last or not the last it's an older a newer or what's that newish metric newish metric well everything's like 2018 now right because like nobody's really done anything except for my metal bands which have all released an album in the last like year for some fucking reason <laughs> and then I, I went back and i've been listening to high violet again because that's just like this national the national album that hasn't been ruined for me by bad memories of fucking the end of university <laughs> of ex-girlfriends yeah of exes and stuff like that uh high violet's the one that's not ruined for me and i think that actually might like going looking back at their discography i think it might actually be their strongest album overall but yeah, no, I really liked because it's got a little faith and like blood buzz and conversation 16s on there. It's a fucking good record. Anyway, go listen to some music because the world sucks. And <laughs> what the fuck else are you going to do? Fair. There it is. Oh, that's right. I'm hosting this. Wait, what this, am I doing? Is, this is all you. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 277 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe you can do that from any podcasting app via apple podcasts google Podcasts, stitcher or spotify if you have any thoughts about anything we talked about this week or you're irritated that we both have ps5s and you don't that has been one thing that has been brought up to me a couple times <laughs> you guys need to shut up about that I'm, no i will i refuse i worked hard to get those playstations for us and uh i'm gonna brag about it Mm-hmm. so there you go but either way if you have any other thoughts about that you can hit us up on facebook facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast we're on twitter at drd underscore podcast you can hit me up on twitter m underscore willette or tim is at drd underscore tim you on the tweet bots i'm also on instagram mt underscore willette where my illustration work is the primary focus none of this podcast nonsense over there just <laughs> mark drawing shit podcasts don't go so well on instagram no they really don't it is a visual format instagram and this is a audio format which we forget occasionally much to christy's chagrin in particular (laughs) well it was christy mostly but that's (laughs) fine either way uh if you don't want to talk to us on twitter you can send us an email dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com i'm sure we'll see it eventually i haven't looked at it in months but it's fine (laughs) i've been here with tim say goodnight playstation and I'm Mark, and we will see you. Actually, Tim won't see you next week. No, I, I will. Uh, will we? Next week. Oh, next no, next week's week, Ghostbusters. Next week's right. Ghostbusters right. Afterlife. So we were just planning for an absence. Yeah, are you already trying to uh, push that out of your brain? What, Ghostbusters? Really? Yeah. Yes. I'm not looking forward to it, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye.